This is JFM Podcast. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk and J101.9 FM. Today is the 21st day of August. 21st day and a lot has happened over the weekend a lot of news were circulated in nigerians media space from social media to traditional media a lot of conversations ensued and today on the show we'll do well to bring all of this to your table and to dissect and make meaning of all of this on the show this morning we're talking about the palliative measures by the federal government we'll also be talking about briefly the ministerial appointments swearing in is today and what we should be expecting as nigerians and the economic implication of the niger military junta remember this morning on the newspaper review told told you that the military junta had proposed a three-year transition plan however the echoes body echoes had said that they do not agree to that three-year transition plan plan and they want something short they want something different we also remember that ECOWAS had said in the past that if every form of diplomacy doesn't work they will resort to military intervention we'll talk about what a possible military inf- intervention will have on nigeria also the present military junta in nj what effect it is having and will have on nigeria's economy and her people and all of this would make sense of again good morning i hope you have a wonderful weekend and i want you to know that on the other side of nine by 940 you can reach us and share your thoughts with us on our phone lines you can also join the conversation on facebook and on twitter at gfm jaws on both platforms we are also streaming live on our facebook platform so hey wherever you are if you have anybody who is not currently in the states or within listening distance you can tell them to log on to facebook and join the conversation i have with me this morning an interesting guest one who whose perspective i hope would would, I won't use the word blow your mind away, but I hope we give you deeper insight into what you're going through and maybe a different side of the divide, something you probably are not used to. We know that a lot of Nigerians are on the edge financially, they're on the edge emotionally, and it seems that, like they often say on the street, everybody they par. This morning on the show, I have with me uh, a seasoned public affairs analyst and social commentator, Mr. Nohu Shehu Danladi Kanam. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, much. first off, I need to say you look good today. Um, he's looking really... Thank you. He's looking like a, like a rich politician this morning. <laughs> oh, welcome to the show. Please do speak um, closer to the mic so they can hear you. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you so much. So, let's start the conversation from the ministerial appointees. They have been appointed. Today's is swearing in. A lot of people, before before today had complained about the portfolios of some of these people so, I mean, typical example has been first as Kiamo, minister for aviation people complained also about the minister of education and his portfolio some people also complained about the minister for mineral resources in daily alake solid mineral resources there's been some people say too many square pegs in round holes too many unfit people heading ministries why some of the opinion that everything done was done right one of the biggest questions especially here in the states is that the former governor of the state simon Baikola Long, was given the minister of labor and employment and a lot of people ask what were the yastic used in appointing these people to head these ministries what were the antecedents used somebody who some would say has inner workings and understand how this works are you satisfied with a ministerial appointment or are there names on that list you would rather not see there but on the list 
Well, uh, what is quite of great importance to all of us is that uh, Nigerians across vertical and horizontal divide of the country are divided are divided in terms of opinion as to viability and otherwise of some of these uh, ministerial candidate designates. However, of, of importance, we, ought to, we need to understand the fact that uh, this is democracy, this is party politics, and this is the Federal Republic of Nigeria, where election was contested and a presumed winner emerged in the person of President Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Under normal circumstances, constitution provided him with the right and responsibility to select from each of the 36 states of the Federation one person to be part of the federal cabinet. And it is his entire prerogative of and right to choose who exactly he wants to work with in these states. In the lineup of individuals we have seen out of the 48 candidates presented to the National Assembly, 45 were screened and you know, approved by the Senate and forwarded for the President for his own final you know, swearing in, which today, by God's grace, they will be sworn in. Uh, the issue of viability and suitability of this candidate is a matter of individual perspective and understanding. Okay. But one good thing we need to understand is that, to my own little background check and assessment, out of these 45 candidates who will be sworn in today as respective ministers of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, if you take that of education, I think he's one of the most suitably place where he ought to be placed. As a former vice chancellor of Best University in Abuja, okay. as a senior advocate of Nigeria, and a trained lawyer, and an academic par excellence, heading the education ministry of Nigeria is going to, in my own little understanding, provide a kind of relief to those in the academia that one of them in this administration is appointed to, you know, take responsibility of spearheading the Ministry of Education. All right. Even though the Ministry of Education, uh, we are aware of some of the policies of government, uh, issue of students' loan, the hike in school fees across virtually all the federal institutions of higher learning in the country uh, is giving a, a, a very much trouble to a lot of Nigerian students. Some are even battling on how to pay school fees. Some are battling on how to pay uh, accommodation fee. We do not know what magic the minister is coming to work out to be able to rescue Nigerian students from this very great uh, crisis they are into of access to education. Fundamentally, education is on uh, one of the least that ought to be a kind of right for every individual to have access to education in the country. All right. But because uh, it falls within the concurrent list, the state, the federal government all have responsibility to, you know, uh, tackle issue of education. I think, in my own opinion, the ministerial nominee for education is very much suitable. All right. Before, so before, also, you, before you go on, please, I would like to draw your attention to something so we don't miss that point. You made mention of the you know, new minister of education, Professor Tahim, a man, you know, he talked about his qualifications, a professor of law, an educational administrator. But there has been a lot of questions raised by people who were under his watch while he was the head of a certain law school in Nigeria. And his mismanagement of funds, his um, what's the word now? His inability to properly organize the law school has raised a lot of questions. Now, 
if we are going to appoint a person as a minister of education and people who were under him prior have complained about his character have complained about his ability to properly organize is that not a red flag for our educational system that is currently well, some would say well, in the well to me i think everybody have right to complain even you as the presenter of this program there are a lot of people that are not satisfied by the way you make this presentation okay and for the fact that they are not satisfied with the way and banner you make presentation that doesn't stop you from doing your work as a presenter in this program okay. and we do not expect nigerians to be hundred percent in support of any ministerial candidate before he will be assigned to be a minister of the federal republic of nigeria because there isn't a sin in this country that we would say he is more suitable than any other person whoever you place there definitely there would be question that would be raised by the nigerian citizens perhaps since he has worked in some certain responsibility definitely there might be individuals who wouldn't have felt okay with the way and manner in which he operates so definitely is their constitutional right to express their dissatisfaction it is also the constitutional right of the president to appoint him and it is also the constitutional right of other nigerians who are very much overwhelmed and happy with the way and manner in which he's been brought up to serve the ministry of education okay um so you made mention of the minister None of the case, like I asked before, many, like you said, it's the president's right to appoint whoever he wants to, to work with him. But if there are questions about the person's characters, if there are questions about these people's competence, is that not a worry that as a country, we are not putting the right people in the right position? If the general populace are not comfortable with the appointments of certain people in certain offices, is that not a reason for the president to redress and look for ways to at least address these issues the people are talking about? Well, in democracy, one important thing we ought to understand is freedom of expression. Okay. And uh, what governs democracy is public opinion. And public opinion is not just about individual opinion. It's about the sum total of aggregate opinion put together True. that will form a, an opposition that government should be able to take decision over it. And I think in my own opinion, individuals who express dissatisfaction and individuals who express overwhelming support to Minister of Education, I think... Let's move away from Minister of Education. I'm talking about the Ministry of Aviation. For example, the Senate First Toskiamo is a Minister of Aviation. We're talking about a Ministry of um, Solid Mineral Resources. It's certain Dele Alake is head of that. People have said that these people do not do not have the required competence to handle this people what? have also people have also made mention of the antecedents of these people in the public spaces a certain first of Kiamo, we know what happened with him when he was minister of state for labor and employment the alleged 52 billion naira given to him and his ministry to handle that was never accounted for even though he had said to the senate on the day of screening that the names are with the cbn however there was no confirmation as to whether those names were with the cbn or not we've also had questions you know financial allegations against him about misappropriation of funds and how he has been able to acquire properties out of the state a certain daily lucky as well if you remember in during the ministerial screening where he was asked about certain words he used against opposition to the president now if this people whose characters are under serious question by nigerians are made ministers what does he put hand to us or are we saying that these character flaws do not matter so long the president is comfortable working with them well it's important for us to understand that once issue of allegation is raised it's up to the you know respective agencies of government to investigate and it will be uh, prejudiced from 
from our own part to be able to start discussing on any issue of uh, allegation when we are not properly responsible to investigate issues related to that. And to indict them in this very studio would be an act of disservice to them. However, I'm coming, I'm okay, coming. We, we need to take the totality of the 45 ministers and place them on scale and analyze them. And in doing that, we also look at others who have all it takes to be where they are. Take the issue of minister-designate for health. Professor Yakubu Pate is one of the renowned world physicians, and everybody has no doubt in his capacity to handle that ministry. He has done that, and I think in as much as we have those we are querying their credentials based on their trajectories and antecedents in public services, we should also be fair enough to appreciate others that have actually what it takes to be where they are. Take the issue of minister-designate for foreign affairs. This is a trained ambassador who is currently serving, who has all it takes to take the responsibility of projecting the international image of Nigeria in the global community. There are a lot of them. Take Minister of Finance, designate. He was a commissioner of finance in Lagos State, and his yes. credentials speak volumes about his capacity to hold Ministry of Finance and be able to redefine uh, uh, finance ministry and look properly on issue of critical issues that affect Nigerian economy. So on a general note, we will not have the 45 ministers <laughs> being applauded by all Nigerians. Okay. Likewise, also, out of them, there are people with, you know, standing... Uh, there are people with standing credentials True. that deserve to, to be where they are. Take the case of Minister of uh, Communication, and, 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 and innovation. Everybody knows that this candidate is a PhD holder in innovation. He has all it takes. He is one of us, the, 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 the younger generation of Nigerians who are dissatisfied and discontented with the way and manner in which, you know, governance is going on in the country. And today he is blessed to be there. It's, so, so, it's, let, let, it's up to Nigerians and it's up to us, you, to encourage him to demonstrate the talents, the capacity okay. all he has so let, to be able to bring about the changes we, we desire need. in right, let, let, let's speak, Let me piggyback to understand you clearly before we move on to other conversations you are seeing that because we have certain round pegs in round holes they should cover up for the dissatisfactions we have in other places are we, are we, are we, you are basically saying let's focus on the positives and not talk about the negatives. No, 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 no. I do not actually. That is not my position. Okay, what's your it's position? It's quite very important we look at the two sides of the coin. Okay, the positive, be, the positive. It would be, it would be, it would look, it would, it would be, a, it would be entirely an injustice for this program for us just to look at the one side of the story. Okay, so, looking. so, so, like, so, like, are, are, we, are, we are we agreeing? Are we having a bad side I'm to coming. all of this? I'm coming. Uh, this, this Otto Ngozi made a very clear statement in one of her in one of her presentation in london where she discussed about the danger of single line story yes the more you project a story in only one perspective which you start discussing let's start looking at the negative or the most okay okay the, the, the so, so appropriate let's, 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 looking at the okay let's okay let's okay, looking at the other positive okay, side of okay it. so so we are we both agree that it's a positive and negative side oh, of to course, the appointment of right. course so of that course. i think that's about it so of let's course. move over now to the palliative measures the federal yeah. government is said to give the states five billion now now that five billion 52 percent of the five billion is granted to the states why 48 percent will be paid by the states in the period of 20 months yeah we also heard this morning that nema that's you know emergency agency of nigeria will be you know sending out trucks of rice to states by this week a lot of people have asked does this in any way is the burden from nigerians shoulder 
The other question is, with the way we've seen palliatives being distributed in the past, a typical example is the just concluded, well, how's it just concluded? Um, the COVID-19 palliatives and the unsavory things that happened in states. Not all states, but a good number of states had palliatives designated to them from the federal government as well as other organizations that were hoarded by state governments and people in positions. The federal government is towing the same route in giving these things to the state. Question is, first one, is it these palliative measures, are they good enough to help alleviate or at least help us cushion the effects of the current economic situation? And secondly, have we are we saying now that the states will do well enough to adequately distribute these palliative measures to the citizens in your states? Well, first, uh, as, as a citizen of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, I'm also affected by the subsidy removal. Like all of us in this, are you studio, part of the poorest of the poor? Like, like all of us, like all of us in this studio, nobody will, will, will boldly say he's not affected by subsidy removal. Definitely, on the 29 May 2023, when the presidential address, you know, rural address was read, uh, the, the entire economic space and all other walks of life of Nigerians changes to the negative. And uh, I, m I must be bold enough to say that nobody is smiling in this country. We mm -hmm. are all facing a very hard period and hard time. It's naturally like that in any country that is seriously ready to be transformed. I am not saying that the palliative measure put on place by the federal government is adequate to cushion the effect of the federal uh, uh, subsidy removal. Okay. But it is quite very instructive for us to know that, uh, first, I am not trying to speak for the government, not at all. But uh, initially, when the government uh, rolled out the palliative measure, the first issue was 8,000 uh, 8, naira yes. uh, that will be released as, you know, uh, as palliative, as palliative as, measure, as, allowed, uh, as, 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 as palliative to over uh, 50 million households in the country. But then, because of the pressure of Nigerians, people express that dissatisfaction. What mechanism, what strategy will be put on place to be able to identify the most suitable, vulnerable household uh, in Nigeria out of the 200 and something millions Nigerians? And then the additional question to that is that why is it that this government is storing the same parts of palliative measures that the, 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 that the, 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 former, the, the former regime of President Muhammad Buhari you know, went through? Uh, in, 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 in appreciating public opinion and in responding positively to the yearning and aspirations of Nigerians, that issue of 8,000 naira to vulnerable family was put on a halt. An Economic Council of State meeting took place last week, Thursday, where all governors, the 36 governors of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and, 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 Minister, uh, and the Central Bank Governor and Vice President, who happens to chair that council meeting, sat and looked at what should be the necessary ways and measures that will be you know, unveiled to be able to at least cushion the effect of this foil subsidy removal. And it was there this idea of five billion, uh, you know, naira grants and 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 and, and so a launch that would be paid uh, by the by the state government was on, was on, was was rolled out. Beside that, also uh, issue of releasing grains in the national reserve was also rolled out. Fertilizer was to be, you know, distributed to over fifty million farmers across the country. And the truth of the matter is that I do not think. 
whether these fertilizers would actually reach those individuals at the rural areas mm. who are in actual need because the situation over here in Jos and elsewhere in the Federal Republic of Nigeria's capital cities of respective state is not the true state of happenings at the rural area. Very Perhaps true. some of you are here enjoying the teen city weather of Jos without knowing actually what is going on in the rural area. I doubt much if that very major will be able to address this issue of uh, uh, hardship Person. But the most important thing is about the issue of 5 billion naira. Yes. Do we have governors that are really ready and capable to be accountable, to be honest, to be prudent in the management of these resources in such a manner that equity and equality would be applied in the process of this distribution of funds across other divides of their respective states? Mm-hmm. This is one question that is begging, uh, that, that is seriously disturbing a lot of Nigerians. Even the idea of equal distribution of five billion to respective that six state is another issue. Why, why How you, can you mean? take a state with over 20 millions? You allocate five billion naira to, to that state, and a state with just about three to five million, you allocate same five billion. Where is the justice? Some, some and justice simply means placing everything where it ought to be. You are a presenter. Yeah. I don't have the technical and requisite skills to be where you are. And when you place me there, I cannot perform the duty as expected of me. So justice is giving everybody what belongs to him. And I don't think from the onset, the procedure and manner in which even the allocation is made is faulty. And therefore, okay, so the outcome will not also be productive. And the outcome would not definitely give the, the needed you know, result to, to, to cushion the, the effect. One of the oil subsidy removal on, on, on Nigerians. Okay, one of the arguments people have, you know, raised about your question as to whether five billion being shared to every state, given that we have different states with different populations, some are more, some are less, is that these states are already get their federal allocations based on population and revenue generated. It is just the federal government's way of saying, let us help you as a state's government to deal. Because as much as we place responsibility on the federal government in terms of economy. The state governors as well are also responsible for certain economic measures in your state. Yeah, so that, the, the, argument, the argument has been that because of the government, the federal government's job is to provide some level of help. Your job is to find a way to, to cushion whatever lapses that may, you know, that may happen because of this. Do you share such sentiment or is of opinion well, that we should share them? Oh, you have 10, billion, 10 million people, for example, you take more than someone who has 3 billion. It's, it's not in every situation that the principle of equity should always come into play. In some certain situation and circumstance, principles of equality uh, come into play. This is not even the cross of the matter. What is of great essence to Nigerians is would this 5 billion naira palliative release to respective state governors in Nigeria be put to judicious use or not? What can we have a transparent procedure and processes upon which this palliative, this money, would trickle down to reach an ordinary man in Kwalimia, my hometown, where we do not have access to any network? Would there be a kind of transparent procedure where somebody in Dumak this money can reach out to him. Mm. What happened to issue of politics? Politicians hijacking the process and deciding to give to whom they want and who they don't want to give to. What happened to that? Until and unless we have this kind of transparent and open process through which the, the, the strategy, the, the method that will be applied, either it's going to be distribution of food items or money, we should have a kind of program, a, 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 a clear cut 
procedure where everybody will feel satisfied that yes, I am quite contented that the, the measures adopted by state governors in respect of you know getting this money or these resources trickling down to the real people that need it, not politicians who already have access to their respective kinsmen in governance mm. who would have the opportunity to hijack that resources. That is the fear of a lot of Nigerian citizens in this country over this issue of five five billion. All right. And we make bold to agitate that we should as citizens be opens our eyes and be ready to ask questions and be able and be ready to hold our respective House of Assembly members and the governors accountable to the way and manner in which these resources will be distributed. Right. Otherwise, the governors will hijack this money and at the end of it will be another story for EFCC and ICPC right, to my, start investigating. My other question to you, like you mentioned about the accountability level from the state in distributing these palliatives to the citizens of the state. Do you suggest, just, you know, um, solutions to this problem, that the federal government create a body to oversee this, or there is some level... Okay, because, like, like you said, if the states in the past have defaulted in doing that part of the job, we can't necessarily trust them to do it perfectly this time. Should the federal government create, like, an oversight function, or do we trust in the goodwill of the governors to do what is right? Well, in Nigeria, we all have all institutions needed to make anything work. We don't need any, any another new institution or body to be able to regulate and supervise the governors. There are EFCCs, there are all respective government at the state and even at the national level that will monitor what is happening in the state. To me, if this money, if it's going to be a money, we have pooling units across the, the respective states in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Let it be the design, let the strategy be able to take cognizance of the respective pooling units we have in Nigeria, where every pooling unit, if the money is going to be shared 10, 10, or 1, 1 million, or 1, 100,000, let it be that every pooling unit in the respective state of the federation would have people that would be able to enjoy these resources. This resource is quite very insignificant when you compare it all over the population of respective states in the federation. However, to be able to have a kind of process where everybody will feel being carried along, there should be proportionality of uh, uh, in terms of the equation of what is going to this particular local government, this particular pooling unit, this particular electoral ward, so that at the end of it, all nobody will cry of being marginalized or being manipulated out of the, you know, proceed of this very palliative measure by federal government. Right, my, my and, and not only that, as you rightly said, what are the state governors doing with their monthly subvention? We have seen what Borno State Governor is doing even before the 5 billion era palliative. Yeah. It's on news. You are always seeing it. He has been distributing palliative measures long, long ago before even federal government started the idea of spending 5 billion. So what yes. happened to other states? What are they doing? Well, what well, happened to the resources that come to them on a monthly basis? Well, well, some, what some happened to the increase? I'm coming. What okay. happened to the rising increase in, in, in monthly allocations. allocation to respective states since the removal of oil subsidy? What happened to that? Nigeria need to ask that question, and every member of every state need to ask that question. What happened to the state houses of assembly? Are they up to their responsibility of oversighting the, the, the activities of the executive in their respective state, even though we know they do not have the capacity to do that at the state level because they have been pocketed by respective state governors? Okay, um, just, for, just for clarity, some would say that Bornu state's uh, situation is quite dynamic. It's different from what we have in other states. So What makes it dynamic? Because, 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 because of the situation in Bornu, it's different. What situation? What situation? If you talk of crisis, Plateau State is, is in a state of crisis. So what happened? Why are we not enjoying something? 
Are we not having the resources? Mm. Go to Gombe and see the kind of infrastructural development that has taken place there. From, two, from 1999 to date, if we can be honest to ourselves, Plateau State have not had it right. You look at the neighboring state, you see development taking place, and we are here on the plateau not stating the truth and be ready to transform the state. What happened? Why? Mm, Why so, are we facing the challenges that other states are not facing okay. when we have all the resources that is being channeled to us on a monthly basis across uh, uh, <laughs> in the state from the federal government? Why? Okay, that, that, that question is a question the politicians will have to answer, and I probably... And I think know, it's the responsibility of the media to advocate for that because you are the watchdog of the society. You speak. Definitely. You speak and advocate for the interests of the masses. All right. So let's let's move the conversation quickly from the palliatives. Like you said, it's it's um behooves on the federal government and the state government to do what is necessary and the necessary agencies to oversee that these monies are distributed adequately. Quickly, let's move on to the case in Niger. Now, a lot of people might say that does it really concern us? Does Niger's war concern us? Well, for the average listener, whatever happens in Niger concerns us immensely. Now, there's certain data that I would love uh, my listeners to know so we understand the economic implications of the war in Niger and a possible military intervention for Mekowaz and how much it will affect us. Now for Nigeria we have seven states bordering the Niger. We have Sokoto, we have um Forgive me, we have um, um, states like Sokoto who are bordering Niger, Jigawa, Kerbi, Zamfara, um, Yobe and um, I think um, um, one new states who are you know, bordering Niger. So it means that our relationship in terms of economic relationship with Niger is quite strong, especially in the north. We also know that in 2022, Nigeria and Niger officially had business dealings that was worth about 72 billion naira and unofficially it was about 63 million dollars. So in, in dollars, it was two. Hundred and thirty-four million dollars in terms of business, official business interaction between Nigeria and Niger, while the unofficial ones, the informal sectors, was around sixty-three million. Now, since the war, since the the, the, the military juncture in Niger started, borders have been closed, and according to data, about thirteen million billion naira is being lost weekly by Nigeria because of the closed borders. Before we talk about the security parts of it, let's come economically. Echoes had said, told them later, Jungta, we can't wait three years for you to transition. If military intervention is employed by Echoes, what do we stand to gain or lose as Nigerians? Well, um, it is important for us to understand one thing about international politics and international relations. It is always said that what drives every nation into any international relations or politics is national interest. Very true. And I seem to agree with your question of what interest do Nigerians stand to benefit when we support the idea of ECOWAS launching an attack in Niger Republic? What actually is national interest? National interest is the sum total aggregate views and concerns of citizens as to what they want over an, a particular issue of national concern as it relates to international you know, relations or politics. So if we take the situation in Niger Republic, on the 26th July 2023, there was a coup d'etat overthrowing the Mohammed Bazoum administration, yes. Abdul, General Abdulmumin Tijani taking over as uh, the military head, isn't it? Yes. Then, of what specific interest and benefit is Nigeria's desire to lead the, you know, 
war in, 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 in Niger Republic because of the quest to restore democracy. We have history. There are a lot of established facts, documented ones, that whenever a country is in war, you cannot guarantee economic viability of that country, no matter how prosperous that country is. We have seen that in the United States of America, when it attacks Afghanistan, it attacks Iraq. What happened? The country, the whole world, experienced what was called global economic meltdown in 2008, yes. which even Nigeria was far affected. That brought about the recapitalization of our respective banks and having uh, very few banks that have raised some specific capital to be able to withstand the economic meltdown. The more you get involved in war, war is capital-intensive matter. We in Nigeria, I think the aggregate opinion, as I said, about national interest, if we take that perspective into consideration, overwhelming numbers of Nigerians are not interested in Nigeria talking about war in Niger Republic. This is the general view. Because of what essence and importance would this be to? First, security of Nigeria. You rightly said over seven, about seven states, states in northern part of this country shares border well, with Niger DJ. Republic, yes. from Kasna down to Maiduguri. Okay, if that is the case, what do we think can guarantee safety and security of over, over 60 to 70 millions Nigerians along these borders? What will happen to them? I just read this morning before coming here last week, there was an attack in Tilaberi. Tilaberi is a neighboring state in Niger with Mali. And ISIS, it was reported, confirmed report has it that it was ISIS that launched attack in Tilaberi, killing over 50 civilians there. So Niger was being considered as a very good ground for the, uh, the developed democracy like U.S. and what have you to be able to provide a military base in Niger to be able to prevent the entry of ISIS from, from the North African region down to the West Africa. Remember, we are, we are already battling with issue of national security across virtually all the divide of the country. So the more you support an idea of intervention in a neighboring country, you are further escalating the security situation in your own country. Don't forget, we just discussed about the crisis of hardship, programs and occasion by the removal of oil subsidy in Nigeria. Now you move to war. You know, as I said, war is capital intensive. You must be able to now take significant part of our budget will be channeled to provide, you know, to pro, pro, to, for procurement of necessary uh, weapons that would be able to support the ECOWAS in its fight against Niger uh, military junta to restore democracy. Don't forget, any time ECOWAS is intervening in any part of the West African sub-region, over 80% of the economic and financial burden of Wasn't implementing sure. that, for, uh, that, that, that rests quietly on Nigeria. And this Nigeria, is a, we, we just transited from new regime to, another, to from a, an old regime to another regime, first with internal insecurity, first with economic crisis, first with even uh, the, 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 the question of whether the government is still accepted by some oppositions or not. So in the, in, in, in the context of this reality, I do not think the idea and the crisis in Niger Republic requires military intervention. And perhaps that explains the reasons why ECOWAS is treating with caution because if you could recall, before the first uh, the Nigeria's delegation or ECOWAS delegation to, to, to Niger, there was even a deadline that 
is either they revert, uh, restore the, 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 the civilian government in Niger, or ECOWAS would launch, launch attack yes. uh, on, the, on, on the last Sunday of that July. What happened? Nothing happened. There wasn't any attack. True. Because they consequentially know that the effect of any attack there would destabilize the little piece, the remaining uh, 11 you know, nation states in West Africa enjoying. Don't forget we have uh, Burkina Faso, we have Guinea, we have Mali, who has been who have already been taken over by military, yes. and they have expressly in, uh, you know expressed their support to the military junta in Niger. And what about the international politics in court between the the, the, the east and the south, the west? There is an insinuation that Russia would likely support the military junta. There is yes. that insinuation, yes. even though we are aware that Russia is militarily handicapped at this very material moment, and economically because of and, and economically handicapped because of what is happening between Russia and Ukraine. Yes. So it's not easy to fight two wars at, at, at the same time. time, no matter how buoyant and effective that country is. So to me. I do not think the idea of launching any military measures in, 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 in Niger is viable, is of any importance to Nigerians, given the kind of hardship we are passing through. The most important and viable mechanism to sort out this problem, as always, is through diplomacy. Through diplomacy. No matter how hard it takes, we have seen a little opening of recent. Uh, just yesterday or two days ago, Nigeria's envoy were there, or ECOWAS envoy were there, they have started discussing with the military junta, who from the onset had denied access to, you know, <laughs> for any discussion over the issue. So I think it's a very positive way forward. We look forward to seeing a robust diplomacy being put to use to address this problem. All right. But then, um, by any chance we mistake, we mistakenly attack Niger, it's going to be catastrophic to even some of us that are not bordering the, the Niger Niger. Republic. Uh, just, because just, it will affect us too by extension. All right, just for the just humanitarian for crisis sake. that will be arising from that crisis will be monumental, honestly. Very true. Just for information's sake, Nigeria has about 93,000 refugees. And if, if anything does happen in Niger, obviously we are the first point of contact for refugee. And it means that we'll have more refugees in Nigeria. And like he said, and we all agree to the economic situation in Nigeria does not necessarily allow us to, you know, spend on these people and this crisis situation as well. The four lines are open. It's 090-555-666699-081-218-777777. You can call us and share your thoughts. You can also join the conversation on Facebook at JFMJOS and on Twitter at JFMJOS and share your thoughts with us. How effective do you think the federal government's palliatives to states will be? Do you trust the states enough to do what is necessary to get these palliatives to the respective households needed? What measures will be used to, um, what metric rather will be used to measure what households are deserving of these palliatives and the military situation in EJ, how effective, how much effect will it have on Nigerians dwindling economy? Our first call this morning. Hello, good morning. You yeah, remember where you're calling us from? Hello, can you hear me? Please go with your contribution. All right, let's speak this call. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. 
Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, your name and where you're calling me from. Okay, my name is Joseph and I'm calling from Kwang. Alright, Joseph, go on with your contribution. Okay, uh, honestly, the discussion so far is so interesting. The young man you have there in the studio has really, you know, dissected, analyzed the issues this morning. And I'm so much appreciative the fact that I could hear from his voice the passion. Hello, Joseph, are you there? Sorry, please try to call us back, Joseph. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my presenter, Emeka. Good morning. Your name and where you're calling me from? Uh, lucky from Bukuloko, the boss of the market. So lucky good morning to our guest. Good morning. Good morning. To be honest and sincere, the respect of appointment given by the president, Tinubu, is very, very disappointing. Almost 90% of the appointments were just compensations, not on merit. Hmm. Check the affair record. Is it the minister for labor who, who could not pay salary for his government and they collected a lot of debt and they could not settle the money? Is that push can, can bring on board as put well as the, uh, the idea of uh, Nigeria? Is it the Minister of uh, uh, Defense who was in the, the state, which the Francisco was seized by bandits and he was busy negotiating with them, dying and eating with them? I think we should not encourage this kind of uh, incompetent people to go if we want to develop this country. Mm. I was disappointed. I, I think only the poor I can say that they have done very well are uh, just few people like uh, okay. As a city minister, because if you look at the in River City, yes, there was an issue of development of River, of, of river State. If you go to uh, my, my, that map uh, of uh, um, the State, you are done, done very much as minister of, uh, in terms of works. So it can be there. Then you go to the Minister for Justice. That man, is, yes, he, he merited based on his record, track record in the in issue of law. And the issue of a minister for, um, uh, the, minister, yes, one minister, the minister for Yes, that man is, is competent because if you look at it, you've got, you got to take record in international community in terms of finance management. Other ones are just like a gambling, they were just there to compensate. You can imagine it, I'm disappointed. Oh, we yeah. just feel that maybe, maybe after this month, we bubble them out of the office because you don't, you don't use government office, you don't use public, uh, public space to compensate people who are, who are disappointed with the Nigerians. Right. And God bless us. God Amen. bless Thank you. you Thank much. you so much for calling. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning, your name and where are you calling me from? Uh, this is Joseph. I'm calling from Michigan Street. All right, Joseph, please go on with your contribution. Yeah, I want to talk on regards to the palliative All right. the government gave. Uh, for me, uh, city palliative was uh, a waste of resources. Why do you say that? Uh, why do I say this? What happened to the modular refineries at um, the river state, the the indigenous here, the river state, are into it. You know, one thing I say is this: the government has to really sit down to really analyze the country's situation, because this palliative is just like a waste of resources. We've seen an example of this several times. The fellow, the, the former palliative being given by the government, what happened to them? Mm. Just like in midst of resources to me, seriously. Because a situation where you see a government official giving palliative to individuals at the end of the day, snapping them, collecting back the palliatives, just like the government does really not secure everything that is happening. And I see it as a really form of wickedness in the government. Mm. Because this will not really affect the situation they are in. Nigerians are really suffering and it really pains me that our governments are not really 
thinking the way you ought to think. Because there are so many there are so many corruption happening in the government. All right then. Thank you, you know, thank you so I much. I really appreciate you. the palliative. All right then. Thank you so much. Said palliative is not a welcome measure. Hello, good morning. Apologies, do try to call us back. The phone lines are open 90 555 Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, anyone. Where are you calling me from? It's John Salami. I'm calling from Rukubabara. All right, Benta, good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, my guest, good morning there. Good morning, mm-hmm. sir. You have already spoken my mind very clearly, Thank like you the people much. in the rural area. You mentioned a village in your side that there's no network. I want to talk concerning about distribution of this palliative and the five billion naira. You see, Nigeria, we don't want truth. Mm. How are we going to share this money? One, one, one good uh, discussion that your guests discussed. In a village, there's no network. How are you going to share this money to, the, to those people? We have seen example of lockdown. What happened during the lockdown? They brought the pilots. No measures. How are we going to distribute this thing to the poor of the forest? Everybody was just calamitating, destroying. At the end, even the masses did not even get uh, the pilots. Now you're distributing money. Have you put the measures? How are we going to share this money to caution the effect of the fuel subsidy? No. You just send money, send trucks of this thing to a state, and no measures how to distribute it. Emeka, yes. let me ask you one question. In this country, I have never woken up one day to clap my hand and say, oh, thank you, this government have done best. I have never warned it. Thank you for your guest there. He has spoken my mind. Yeah, okay. He has spoken everything that I want to listen. But I want, I wonder, I always call, if the government are listening to their radio to hear what the masses are complaining of, that is governance. Not for you to sit there and do whatever you want to do. Concerning the ministers, just imagine. This one is just compatriating because you work for me. Even though if you are a thief, your record is not clear. Since I'm the president, take this position. That, this go- they go help us, they make us. They got it, they got it, they got it. Help us, thank you so much for calling. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Mekush. Good morning, your name and where you calling me from? Yeah, my name is Comrade Mazi Patrick Okoro Craft. I'm calling from Oblo GC School here in Anglosians. What are our guests this year? You see, it's uh, whether a uh, palliative or no palliative. Obasanjo did his own. They call it a ecological front. Wari did it. They call it, what do they call it? This uh, um, fund. Now, this is a palliative front. Paris front was Wari. What is wrong? Before Uchiba joined the office, he commissioned all these modular refineries. And there are licenses they gave to people that are not doing anything. Can't the government go and collect it? Instead of them going to pollute the Niger Delta by using the Navy to go and sweat it, put those things in use. Do you know the crazy we are using in Nigeria today are being produced there? Do Nigeria export crazy? Show me. They don't. But at the end of the day, we suffer every time. The answer for nobody's complaining. Now, look at the young youths. 
the same school fees are to reduce the students. Tell me the industry that have reduced the school fees that the government is in Abuja make laws at the end of the day, the masses are to rest. This is what we are seeing, and we have to take it gradually. But the question is, they should not go to war in Niger. You saw Turek and Iswa. They came on board that anybody that steps into that land, Niger, that will blow off all the space, all the countries around them, which is a danger for Now, you ask yourself, America, UK, NATO, America, you have given some aircraft jets to Israel, UK. That is still a force. Why can't you give uh, 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 the Nigerian government to fight local Arabs? But you are giving to Ukraine. This is, this is what's called international safety. And we continue dancing, dancing, dancing. The okay. government force. Good morning, Mikus and Africa. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling. We can't take any more of your calls this morning because of a want of time. So we'll go over to Facebook and Twitter to read your messages. Dimas Bala on Facebook says, Since building refineries take time to build, I would prefer the palliatives to be in the form of reducing the school fees, transport such as buses, fertilizers, and healthcare to cushion the immediate need. Here's a question. Assuming we have a work on refineries, can it reduce the price of the PMS? Well, according to economic experts, it will not reduce the price of the PMS because Nigeria would be selling at you know the market rate so it, it wouldn't change anything but there's also the argument that it will cushion because of the provision of jobs and the reduction in the transportation of the crude from here and importation back and forth but that's the question for um and another they probably have a guess to make sense of whether or not refineries in nigeria would reduce the prices of pms in the country comrade that was longer says honestly the truth of the fact is that nigerian's problem is truly the Nigerian problem rather truly the palliative for me, teaching people how to fish is better than teaching them how to eat fish. The best thing this administration will offer Nigerians is to work very hard on the issue of fuel price and the hardship we are passing through in this country. Provide security to the people. We hope we get it right one day. Let's not give up on our country, but let's continue to pray for peace in Plateau State. Brother Israel Ojodomo Sunday says, I so much love the passion and energy in, the ha- in his voice. He has extremely spoken so greatly. These are kind of people we need in God. Government. On the issue of palliatives and five billion, he said, "Well, on the way of formation and distribution, must be towards pulling units, which is great and powerful." And he says, um, "Well, I wouldn't say this hashtag here." Ayode Lagbabiaka says, "The palliative is not a solution to the insurance problem. Fix our refineries." A beg. Elegant Mart says, "The palliative is a sham. The girl should be coming down. Please, no be fight." <laughs> Victor says, "Another form of looting. Only the top guns and their families will get the chunk of the palliative. The poor will not get." Even one cop. Last, last, we could do all right. He says, Sunday was his heavy, heavy. Says, the guest in the studio is not being fair on the question and issues asked him. He needs, he keeps on dodging the real issues. The, he, um, he raised the issue of allocation of resources to states on the basis of lack of justice and fairness. Under the administration of Buhari, northern states, according to Sunday Mosevi, got more allocation, more than Lagos and Rivers, but generate low compared to Rivers and Lagos. Nen Dongbam says, our government is trying to fix another country when Tinubu has so much on his table. And for ECOWAS voting someone who still has a court case as chairman shows how myopic our state of democracy is. And no wonder the Westerners are still ruling us despite 
despite being independent, God save Nigeria. Nen Dong Bam says, Adejoke Timothy says, Palliative is not the solution to Nigeria's problem. We have been eaten before now. For me, take this food to the IDP camps, to the homeless and those displaced. We have them in Mongo and Barkinladi. Mike Adams says, Your guest speaks more like a politician than one who really understands Nigerian's critical pains. Kanayo Joseph Aza says, Absolutely, the sharing of palliative is not the way forward. Let the refinery be fixed. Let's refine our own crude in the country. The Tinobu ministerial appointment is nothing but compensation to his friends, not for the interests of Nigerians. And Bankwat Bagdiel says, we want refineries, not palliatives. Quickly now on Twitter, uh, Michael Williams says, hope you're off to a great start. As for me, the palliatives, I'm not sure about the specific plans for plateau states, but I hope they are swiftly distributed um, to those in need. Samuel Buber says, has plateau state received the palliatives from the federal government? No, no official statement yet, but would um, probably tomorrow I would make some inquiries to be certain whether or not the state has received its um, palliatives, the five billionaire, as well as the trucks of rice to the country, to the states. We also know that other things will be given, like fertilizers and for industries according to the government to the federal to the president in his speech that a billionaire will be given to 75 industries to um, in production industries to help boost the economy and 50,000 naira to to smes so would we'll, uh, make some inquiries and give get back to you tomorrow on that and um kumben bishtu says i'm very happy with the way your guest has spoken zulum is doing well since the removal of your subsidy why is our own here different the money sent sent from the federal government is somehow fair to to deal with some of the pain felt by citizens why not the governor do the needs fools with that money and engineer agomo jr says i'm enjoying the guests truly keep bringing this kind of people who will criticize the government the way our governor would be on a lot and therefore perform optimally good morning and listening from lagos thank you so much engineer um, agomo jr for your contribution timothy gomwen says my morning my, good morning my question is how long will the palliatives sharing last i don't support sharing of palliatives instead the government should make life easy for people by ensuring price control and ensure good standard of living for the people um so all the comments we have on our social media facebook and twitter thank you so much for those of you that called on um, to my guest your final words in 20 seconds well uh, to me i i think from the onset the federal government was not serious uh, in, in even t making a declaration about the removal of oil subsidy without first establishing critical infrastructures mm. needed to be able to take care of this hardship. If, if, if refineries are already on ground, production taking place in the country, definitely there is possibility of price cut. As I speak, we, we, we buy refined uh, you know, petroleum in the international market using dollar, and dollar keeps increasing on daily basis. But once it is being refined in Nigeria, the crude oil will be produced in Nigeria, and it will be refined in Nigeria. And money, Nigerian Naira, will be the main medium of exchange there. So there is possibility of reduction. All right. Uh, on the last note, I think what is of, of essence is that we should be able to hold our respective leaders from federal government, local, and the state level accountable at all the time. Let them be open, transparent, and prudent in the, in the use of the little resources they have for the good of people. All right, then. Thank you so much, Mr. Nuhu Sheo, for being a part of the show. And to everyone of you that contributed, listened, and was a part of it, thank you for being a part of this. Join us tomorrow, bright and early, from 7 for the morning, Jay. But the news comes up by 10. Stay out of trouble and spread love. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Podcast.